Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Potters, happy Friday. Sky and Daniel back with you, joined by our longtime brother, Curly, dishing out our week six NFL picks and checking in with our fantasy teams. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions at our new email address, tckpod at gmail.com, or shoot us a DM on the Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Can you spell cat? Boys, how we doing? Good afternoon. Doing fantastic. How you doing, Daniel? Hanging in there. A little exhausted today. Working a little too hard. Trying to muster some enthusiasm for fantasy football. It shouldn't be too hard considering I won both my leagues this past week. So feeling good. Nice. I'm I'm, I'm a little tired too, uh, for different reasons though. I switched I switched from coffee to herbal teas uh, Friday. I'm not I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I just have like a one cup in the morning, but still. Man, it's yeah. I, I definitely can feel a difference. Like coffee seems to caffeinate your brain a lot more, and then these herbal teas seem to caffeinate like your body, kind of like an indica sativa type of thing. But uh, so so today is what today is day four or five. So so we'll see how I do today on the pod. 
hang tough there, man. And, and I guess on my side, while we're talking about the uh, the giddy up drinks, I've been uh, slamming the uh, the natural uh, ginger lemon garlic honey mixture that I make up here in Eugene for uh, the Pacific Northwest funk to try to avoid the flu. I've been kind of under the weather for the last week. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's that time of year, even, even in the desert, I think you got to take care of yourself. So luckily we've had, uh, a hell of a start to the football season to bring up the energy. Holy shit. Um, pretty incredible, uh, pretty incredible week of football getting into week six here. Um, so let's get through these games and, uh, we'll start in Atlanta with the Buccaneers coming off a bye, facing, uh, the, all of the sudden one in four Atlanta Falcons. Yikes. Um, is a divisional matchup. Uh, Falcons need a win bad at home. What do we think is going to go on here? Yeah, I'm going to pick the Falcons at home on this one. Uh, we have the Bucks defense is ranked 31st, and we have the Falcons defense ranked 28th. Uh, so I imagine, yeah, I think uh, I think this one's going to be a bit of a shootout. Like you said, Falcons just came off an embarrassing loss at the Steelers, uh, and the Bucks are coming off a bye. They have a different quarterback in there now. Jameis Winston is back in there. So it, this one is kind of hard to predict, right? Um, but it's definitely going to be a shootout. So get your fantasy starters in there for sure. Jameis Winston might put up some big points. Um, I think the Falcons are just going to have a little bit better of a defense. And they definitely have a better run game. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I, I think Falcons have a little bit of a, of a more complete team. So I'm going to pick the Falcons on this one. Man, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Bucks, but this is I agree with you on pretty much everything you said. This is gonna be a really close one. Um, I think I'm just personally a huge Jameis Winston fan. The fan of let me clarify, a fan of Jameis Winston, the player. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I think I think you know him coming in there and and a rested Bucks team coming off a of bye. Um, I know that with the Falcons, I know all of their losses have been close. So I know that they're a better team than their record indicates. But they're also – they have a lot of problems. Their defense has continued to get worse week after week. Uh, Matt Ryan took a beating last week. He got sacked like six times or something. Um, and I know the Bucks are probably not going to do the same thing because, as you said, Curly, their defense is atrocious. But I don't – I'm just – I'm kind of – I'm fairly concerned about the Falcons uh, overall. And I think the Bucks are, are going to come out guns a-blazing. So I'm picking the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I think that the Falcons offense, I think both these defenses are absolutely horrendous. I just think that the Falcons offense is much better than the record shows. And they've been in a couple of shootouts this season that they've lost. Um, Jameis, I think will be awesome moving forward, but it is his first full game back. We're not really sure how Chris Godwin's going to get used. Uh, OJ Howard's out. We'll see if that run game comes in. I expect Ronald Jones to start getting some play, but we don't know what's going to go on there. So there's a lot of questions for me with the Buccaneers in general. And I think the Falcons being at home, getting a couple tough losses recently, I just think eventually it's, it's you know, they've got to right themselves. And I think there's a huge game. Last year, Daniel, if you uh, turn back the clock, you and I were playing, I believe you had Julio and I had Mike Evans. It was a Thursday night or Monday night football game. Uh, we talked about this preseason, but um, it was this very game. I think it was Thursday night maybe. And you and I were texting each other every drive where Mike Evans would have three catches for 50 yards on the drive and then Julio oh, would do yeah. the same thing. And they both, had like, they both had like 12 catches and 120 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. It was insane. So I think the same thing is going to happen here. I think Mike Evans has a huge game. I think Julio Jones has a huge game. I'll pick the Falcons, and I'm going to add a bold prediction. Julio Jones still does not have a touchdown. Um, I read a stat earlier this week that 101 receivers 
uh, have caught a touchdown this year in the NFL. Julio Jones is not one of them. Um, I will make a bold prediction that Julio Jones has at least eight catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns this week against the Bucs. I think he has a huge, huge bounce back, and uh, I think the Falcons uh, beat the Buccaneers at home. Moving on, another divisional uh, matchup. This one could be uh, pretty close, actually. I think in years past, the Steelers have kind of rolled over the Bungles, but the Bungles are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, they were getting beat early by the Dolphins, and I was kind of kept checking the scoreboard, like, is it really 17 nothing Dolphins? And sure enough, uh, Tannehill uh, shows up in his real form, and the Bengals score 27 straight points and beat the Dolphins last week. I think the Bengals do it again at home versus the Steelers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bengals as well at home for this one. Uh, As for notes, I have, oh, my goodness, written down. Um, I think this is a really tough one to pick. I think this is a really good matchup again. Uh, Big Ben on the road. Has been better. Has been better. Yeah, but he still looks a little off. He still looked a little shaky last week. Um, He didn't really need to look awesome last week, but he still looks a little funky. Uh, And he's on the road. Uh, yeah, Bengals have Mixon back. The Bengals definitely look like the more complete team to me. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Bengals, but I think this one really comes down to which quarterback shows up. I agree. Is the Red Rifle going to fire away three or four touchdowns, or is Big Ben going to do it? So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to watch those two those two guys go at it. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm definitely taking the Bengals. Um, as anybody who's listened to this podcast knows, I've been kind of all in on the Bengals this year, um, and I just think they have a pretty a pretty complete package. I don't. They don't necessarily overly stand out in any specific domain, but they're kind of good at everything. Um, Andy Dalton has thrown a lot of picks this year, but in general, he's been making the plays that he needs to make. Um, neither team has been in this matchup has been overwhelmingly distinguishing on defense, but uh, the Bengals scored on a couple turnovers last week. Uh, they've done well there. Mixon seems to look pretty good and relatively healthy. Um, and I, yeah, the Steelers have some concerns. Their defense has looked sort of weak. Uh, Roethlisberger has had his moments of sloppiness. Um, so I'm going ahead and take the and take the Bengals here. Also, something to to uh, mention that was a huge difference last week is that Vontez Perfect is back for the Bengals mm, uh, yeah, in right. the middle in the middle there, and he's a big uh, big contributor on defense. Um, so, assuming he doesn't get ejected for any any amount of uh, foul play, um, he should uh, definitely disrupt. But yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, I could see the Steelers just you know hanging forty points on him anyway. I mean, they definitely looked better. So trifecta against the Steelers—that's actually I didn't expect that. Uh, that's interesting. So. Okay, um, I'll go first on this one, too, because it looks like I'm the odd man out here. But uh, I'm going to go with the Browns at home over the Chargers. And, in overtime? And <laughs> Yeah, bro. In overtime with yeah a field goal that kind of gets over the, uh, the uprights there. I just think – I think the Browns are starting to click. I think Baker's the real deal. Their offense is really solid. Carlos Hyde is solid. Um, I think, you know <sighs> – their defense is the third-ranked defense in fantasy right now, and they've been kind of quietly just, like, bringing it. You know, they, they shut down Flacco, and I know we give Flacco a lot of shit, but he is playing well this year, and he does like to chuck it. And they kept the Ravens in check last week um, and beat them in overtime. So I think uh, the Chargers are always one of those teams, like, they play well, they get the stats, but they're kind of always close unless they beat up on the Raiders, which doesn't count. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here. I'm behind you guys by a couple of games in our picks so far, which I'll recap at the end of this. Um, so I, I need to get a couple 
couple against the grain picks. I think this is going to be one of them. I'll take the Browns at home over the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. I don't think the Browns <clears> – <throat> I just don't see them having enough offense to keep up with the Chargers. And the Chargers have a really solid run defense. And, and you know, I think the Browns rely on the running game, especially with Baker, uh, a rookie quarterback uh, back there. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Chargers Chargers on this one. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I gotta agree. I think I think the Chargers are gonna take it to them a little bit. I think they they have a lot more offensive firepower. I think in general, one thing that's been talked about is that the concerns about the Chargers defense without Joey Bosa, but they've actually been hanging in there and actually doing quite well on defense overall. Um, and I think they're gonna create problems for Mayfield, who didn't wasn't really tremendous last week. I mean, they they got a win against the Ravens, but they, he didn't exactly. Uh, you know, set the world on fire and generally kind of hasn't outside of that first game where he led that, um, that comeback. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the Chargers are going to, are going to, you know, limit the, the Browns offense and I think score enough points to, to take it, bring home the win. Sure. And, and Curly, really quick on your point, as far as the uh, Chargers having a good run defense, the Browns have a really good run defense too. And right. Daniel and I were talking uh, over the weekend via text about some possible, um, just trade moves and things starting to, to negotiate some things. And I think somebody that, that we were talking about over the weekend is Melvin Gordon. And, you know, he scores every week. That's just what he does. But this could be a slow, a slow game for Melvin Gordon um, only because yeah. I think this is not going to be a blowout either way. And uh, I think it'll be kind of a ground and pound game. Um, so if, if uh, Melvin Gordon slowed up a little bit this week and you own him, I wouldn't get nervous on the other side. If you don't own him, and he does slow down this week, I would go out and try to get him immediately because he's a he's a beast. Okay, moving on. Uh, I'll take the Browns. You guys take the Chargers. Fair enough. Uh, this one here looks like a trifecta, but we will see. Um, the Bills get another W. Uh, I feel bad here. Last week, I meant to pick the Bills strictly because I picked against the <laughs> Titans. I picked against the Titans three weeks in a row, and they had won all those games. And I'm a Titans fan. I, I like Mariota. I haven't been shy about that. So I, I wanted, you know, I wanted to pick the Bills to just stay with the, uh, you know, superstition. I picked the Titans, and they lost, uh, only scoring two field goals, which isn't going to get it done. Um, so this week I'm going to pick the Texans, but I do believe that Deshaun Watson and company is just too good for the Bills. It's hard to play in Buffalo. The Bills are on the road this time, though. Texans looked really good against the Cowboys. Um, Deshaun Watson is just so sick, dude. I'm stoked to see him get his feet underneath him. That receiving core is amazing. Uh, hopefully Lamar Miller sits another few weeks uh, so they can have a run game. Um, I will take uh, – I'll take Houston at home against the Bills. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Houston as well. Um, Texan coming off that big win against the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure how, how the Bills are winning these games, especially versus the Titans, who looked like you know, they were a really solid team. Uh, the Titans, I think they just kind of fell apart a little bit there. And the Bills, you know, the Bills are, are, are okay. They're, they're kind of solid. Uh, they have, they, they, all of a sudden, they have the sixth-ranked defense, too, according to NFL.com. Um, but the Texans, they have, um, uh, I think, the seventh and tenth-ranked uh, running game and passing game. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough matchup, uh, Texans offense against that Bills defense. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Sky, uh, Texans are playing at home Deshaun Watson, you know, it, it's going to be hard to stop that offense. He's definitely clicking. I hope he, 
he's got to stop running around so much. Though. Damn, dude. He, he's taking a lot of hits. And, and, I, and I told you when I asked you if you would rather pick Mahomes or Watson for, for the rest of the season, I think Mahomes is just a much safer pick because Watson wants to run around, it seems like. He wants to, you know, take those hits, I guess. Um, so, anywho, uh, he, he, I, I hope he, he wisens up quickly and, uh, you know, just stays in the pocket. Um, it gets rid of the ball a little quicker there, but, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Texans, the Texans at home on this one. Yep. I got to agree. Um, this is kind of a funny game. Cause it's like two teams that have the same record. You look at the bills and you say, Oh my God, they have two wins. And you look at the Texans and say, how the hell do they only have two wins? <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, uh, and the bills defense uh, to kind of remark on what you were saying has been kind of amazing. Actually, they've made two in their two wins. Uh, they made two pretty good quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota look really bad. Yep. Um, so, so, so you know, I, I do like their defense. But, yeah, Texas is home. Deshaun Watson keeps getting better and better every week as he returns to full health. Um, yet one of seemingly an infinite number of quarterbacks who make me look really bad in terms of my preseason predictions. Um, <laughs> I just can't predict quarterbacks. For those of you listen, listeners out there, don't listen to anything I have to say regarding quarterbacks. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to you last year. I was like, Matt Ryan's going to take me to the promise. Uh, the, the year before that, I believe I was platooning Blake Bortles and Colin Kaepernick. So just, just don't listen. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sean Watson's good as it turns out, um, and he's going to beat the Bills this week. Yeah, and uh, really quick, uh, Curly, how did the Bills beat the Titans? In my theory, Tredavious White, who is their uh, their really just stud cornerback, um, kind of a, you know, not really a huge household name because he plays for the Bills, but Tredavious White is legit. And uh, he shut down Corey Davis. And frankly, when you look at the Titans offense, it's supposed to be good, but it just isn't because they don't have a run game right now. Taylor Lewan's hurt. Uh, he hurt his foot, um, who's kind of the anchor of that offensive line. And when Corey Davis is shut down, Marcus can't really go anywhere else. Um, and, so really the only way that the bills are going to be able to pull this game off is if Tredavious white can single-handedly take on uh, Deandre Hopkins, which I don't think he can, but if he does, um, you know, they have other weapons, but I think like taking away the number one uh, is the only chance the bills have. I, I don't think it's going to happen because they're on the road and, and the Texans are just far superior for me, but beating a team like the Titans makes sense because the Titans can't run the ball. And if they don't have their top receiving uh, weapon, then the Bills had a chance, and Shady had a pretty decent game. Josh Allen, again, not super sexy, good. not flashy, but like the kid's gonna be legit in a couple years. Um, I'm actually yeah. excited to see him develop and maybe turn the Bills around. So, Bills Mafia, hold strong. It might be another five years, but uh, I'm sure you'll be coming around here. Um, okay, Dub Bears coming off of a bye as well, rolling into the Dolphins, who started off. Nice and hot um, and have cooled off significantly in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Dolphins are at home here. Um, I'm the odd man out, so I'll just I'll just make a case. I'm going to pick the Dolphins, and this is definitely against my better judgment, but I just think they need – I just I, – here's, here's what I'm going to say. They need a bounce back. They need a bounce back game badly. Um, they did have the Bengals on the ropes, and they just, I think, got complacent. And with a couple of defensive turnovers and scores, the Bengals were able to get in the game. But the Dolphins did slow down that passing attack from the Bengals pretty well. Um, they held uh, they held Mixon under um, 100 yards. So, I mean, the Bears looked really good, 
and Trubisky was super hot last week. Uh, he actually, I think, is going to be a, a streaming quarterback for me in a league. But at the same time, you don't know which Bears team is going to show up. So, again, I need to make a couple against-the-grain picks to catch up with you all. And I think the Bears having to go on the road to uh, face the Dolphins, who need a win badly, um, I'm going to take the Dolphins at home over the Bears. I'm going to have to pick the Bears on this one. Um, <laughs> it's a, this one's a pretty easy pick for me. I think the Dolphins are starting to show their true colors. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, Trubisky, uh, he, he got it going. He was on fire a couple of weeks ago, uh, and, and now they're coming off a bye. Unleash Marlon Mack at Tannehill. Khalil Mack. I think the Dol- oh, sorry, what did I say? Marlon Mack? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's on that. I don't think he's on there. Khalil, Khalil, uh, Unleash- yeah, Khalil Mack is, is a little bit better than Marlon Mack so far. <laughs> a little, a little, especially a defense. <laughs> um, unleash Khalil Mack uh, on Tannehill. I think the Bears are going to stir up the Dolphins offense. So I'm going to pick the Bears on this one. Yeah, I think so too. I will say I don't uh, – to, to – to, not just completely uh, laugh at Sky and make him feel bad about himself. I don't think it's as bad as a pick as it seems to pick the Dolphins. I think I think they're, despite sort of the ugliness of, uh, I mean, they lost the last two games in spectacular fashion in both both ones. First, getting crushed by the Patriots and then uh, choking in spectacular fashion against the Bengals. But um, but I think that they they have a decent defense. I think it's better than people give them credit for. Um, I think they might make life somewhat difficult for Trubisky and the Bears. Um, but ultimately, you know, the Bears defense is ridiculous. I think Khalil Mack and everybody are going to give Ryan Tannehill fits. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I, I, I got to go with the Bears overall. So question really quick, um, and I'm not picking the Dolphins because I think uh, Kenyon Drake's good all of the sudden, but he did have his best week by far this week. Um, how, do you, how do you guys feel really quickly, just you guys have kind of both been on the – Kenyon Drake hype, and I just have not. And he had easily his best game this week. Do you think that is to stay, or do you think that's just kind of a game script thing? I mean, do you think he has a chance against the Bears? No. Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it's really hard because I I was on Kenyon Drake just because I think he's talented, and he's lining, you know he lined up as a wide receiver towards the end of the season, and he's got hands and he can run the ball, so. He has he has the talent. It's just the coaches aren't putting him out there. So I don't know what the hell the game plan is. Um, I guess the game plan is to give Frank Gore the ball 12 to 15 times and just leave Drake on the bench. So I, I'm definitely leaving Drake on my bench this week. Um, it, yeah, but it's it's promising. Maybe they're maybe they're starting to realize that they need to get him on the field because he is a playmaker. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him on the bench this week for sure. Hopefully. Hopefully he has another solid outing, and then I'll think about slipping him in uh, next week. Uh, what do you What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I, I think I'm fully in agreement. He's definitely not droppable, in my opinion. Um, and I think he's. I think you know this could be the beginning of of, of sort of a rise in his usage. I, you know, you see these situations sometimes where you get, you know, like an established veteran like Gore, who early in the year just sort of wins over the coaching staff and gets a bunch of carries, but he just doesn't have. I don't think that much left in the tank. He's going to wear down, um, mm. and especially if the Dolphins continue to you know, lose games in, in sort of amazing ways like they have in the last two, you know, they might start trying to look to shake things up a little bit. Kenyon Drake is by far the most talented back on that team overall. Um, and he's, despite what you might think about Kalen Balage, um, and, uh, and he's going he's gonna to be the guy, I think, going forward. But I agree, I wouldn't, I would wait. I want to see another strong performance before I actually think about deploying in lineups. Fair enough. 
Okay, um, moving on. I just wanted to get your get you guys' temperature on Kenyon Drake because you know, uh, again, I'm not a true believer either. I just uh, I know there's a lot of people out there just panicking, like, what the hell are we going to do with this guy? And he looked good last week. Do we think it's going to continue? So it is just uh, more more to see, I suppose, moving forward. Um, moving on, uh, not much to talk about here. Uh, Minnesota hosts the Cardinals. Um, in my opinion, the Vikings overlooked. Buffalo early in the season and got embarrassed. That's not going to happen this week. Vikings big at home. I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings too. I don't think it's going to be as big as people think. I think that the Arizona is starting to kind of get their bearings a little bit, um, but I'll, I'll still go ahead and take the Vikings. Okay. Uh, this one might be a little bit closer um, and maybe not a ton of fantasy implications here, but uh, this is a, um, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting game. Both teams have, have kind of, you know, shown up and, and, you know, not over the weeks. Uh, Jets host the Colts. Um, Curly, why don't you start us off here? What do you think is uh, going on with the Jets and Colts? I mean, we've got, you know, we've got Andrew Luck, who's definitely looking better and throwing 60 times two weeks in a row. Uh, but they're, Dude. but the Colts are super banged up and the Jets have played really well in two games this season and, and kind of, shit the bed the other couple of games like which which forms of these teams are going to show up this week yeah that's actually a really good question I I I flip-flopped back and forth a couple times I I wrote down like the Colts at first and then I erased them and now I have the Jets written in so I I guess I'm picking the Jets um, because they're at home and they I really like the Jets coaching staff I think they are a really solid group of coaches and I think once they get much more talent I think they'll be solid in a couple years um, but yeah, exactly um, on all those same points as you that you just made. Um, the Jets are going home after a huge win. The Colts are a little banged up, and the Colts are what are they doing? Terrible play calling. Why do you have Andrew Luck throwing it a hundred times a game? <laughs> <laughs> like after shoulders, dude. Yeah, I know. I know it's absurd. He needs he needs help. He needs some serious help in that. Well, they don't have they don't have a running game, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? And and their defense is horrendous. So you get down first three drives of the game, you're down 14, 17, 10, nothing, and then it's just chuck it as many times as possible for luck. That that was my concern. I, I mean, like fantasy points, yeah. sure, but like, dude, this fool might just fall apart someday. Well, right, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're not nobody's expecting them to make the playoffs. So why are they playing like they are playing for the playoffs? They should be playing super conservatively. Just take care of Andrew Luck this year, you know, and build a solid foundation and just, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're thinking. And, yeah, like you said, Andrew Luck is definitely going to fall apart pretty quickly if they keep it up at this rate. Um, but anywho, so I'm going to uh, – the Jets, they seem more, much more solid to me. They seem like they have it together much more than the Colts. And, and they're at home, so I'm going to pick the Jets on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets too, but this, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Jets on a week-to-week basis because because I mean they have, uh, th- you know, they look like a team that's led by a rookie quarterback, which means that they're they are going to have mm. I think pretty wild week-to-week fluctuations. Sam Darnold yeah. made it happen last week. He could be utterly devastatingly atrocious this week. You don't know, um, but uh, ultimately, I just think the Colts are too banged up, and and Andrew Luck just needs some help. I mean, he can't keep. He really can't keep throwing 60 passes a game. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's going to need something else. They're going to need something else if they want a chance at beating uh, pretty, v- virtually anybody, I would say, let alone the Jets, who 
I think are, are going to be a, a, a challenging, but, but are interesting team going forward. I think. I'll take the jets as well. And they beat up on the Broncos last week. Um, they ran for over 300 yards uh, in total between Bilal Powell and, and uh, Isaiah Crowell. I think that continues this week. I don't see the Colts slowing them down. And the only, I think the only chance of, you know, because if, if, if the Jets offense and the Colts offense go head-to-head, the Colts are going to smoke them, um, especially if T.Y. comes back and if they start getting right on offense. The only chance that the Jets have to slow them down is to just take the ball out of Luck's hands. And the way to do that is to run the ball out. So I just see them trying to basically get, you know, another 300 yards on the ground. And with the addition mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, Bob Anderson catching a couple bombs, <laughs> Quincy Anunua didn't have any catches last week on five targets, which is pretty alarming considering he was the quote-unquote number one receiver in that offense with Donald. We'll see what happens there. But um, I, I just see the Jets as a better, well-rounded team. I think their defense is better than people give them credit for. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll take the uh, Jets at home over the Cardinals. This next one, uh, Seahawks on the road down no. south to – road. <laughs> they're in London. Oh, London. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good call. Good call. This is the first London game. Nice work. Um, uh, yep. So, so well, I guess Seattle's the visiting team. Oakland's the home team. But, yes, as you mentioned, this game is in London. Therefore, that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, I'm, I'm leaning toward the Seahawks here. Uh, they, they really impressed me. I had mentioned last week that, you know, we all picked the Rams because the Rams are just better than the Seahawks. However, the Seahawks play well when they want to and when they're at home. And uh, they, ran, they ran the hell out of the ball last week. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to stop them. Russell, you know, he's Russell, but, like, he's able to scramble and make plays. I don't think anybody on the Raiders can cover Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin didn't do much last week, but he seems to be getting, be getting healthy. Um, this is a long road trip for both, but I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Seattle actually here. Um, as the visiting team against the Raiders. And I'll, I'll let you take this one, Daniel, since you've uh, uh, some thoughts on Gruden and since you have uh, Wilson at quarterback as well. Gruden. <laughs> he's so bad. He's so stupid. But he's running, he's running out of players to, uh, to like, insult in post-game interviews um, because he can pick a different person to, to dump on every week. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Um, maybe they'll finally start to use Marshawn Lynch in the at the goal line this Bro. week, and maybe actually score some touchdowns because of that. Uh, since they did, he Marshawn Lynch has been the main promotional figure for this game in uh, in London, actually, because uh, he's probably maybe mm. the most well one of the most well known players playing in it. Um, maybe that'll mean he actually gets carries in the end zone, and they can actually score every now and then. But um, yeah, I, and the, you know, Raiders' defense is, a t- uh, is atrocious. Um, the Seahawks have proven that they're quite capable of beating okay to bad teams, um, and uh, and the Raiders do certainly qualify as a bad team. So I think the Seahawks are going to beat them, and I don't actually think it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to pick the Seahawks as well. They definitely have the momentum. Um, going in there after almost beating, you know, the Super Bowl favorite, Dude. they almost they almost beat up on the Rams. So they they definitely they definitely have the momentum. So so I'll go with the Seahawks. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that entire game again. Living here in the Northwest, that's kind of my local my local afternoon Fox game, whether I want it or not. And um, I watched it because I just thought it'd be fun to watch the Rams because they're just fun as hell to watch. And once uh, Cooks. And or sorry, Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup went down with concussions. 
Seattle was really able to, to pull in and they actually could have won the game. I mean, Jared Goff basically had a QB sneak on fourth and inches to end the game. If he didn't get that, Seattle would have gotten the ball back at midfield with the chance to go win the game. So that was a hell of a game by Seattle. And they have been a team over the years, as you mentioned, um, that does play well against bad teams. And we've always given shit not to digress too much to baseball, but that's always a knock to our, our you know homies with the Giants is like they play really well against good teams generally, but then they get swept by – you know, the Padres or they get swept by the Reds or something, which kills them. The Seattle uh, Seahawks generally get up for and beat the, the uh, inferior team. So I, I think, uh, I think the Seattle Seahawks take care of the Raiders and man, Gruden, uh, I know he's on paper signed for 10 years, but he better get his shit together here pretty quickly. <laughs> um, it's not looking run the not looking good here. So, all right, moving on Panthers and skins. Uh, Panthers coming off a last second Graham Gano 63 yard field goal to win it. Uh, that was actually the uh, tied the NFL record for game winning field goal. So shout out Graham Gano and um, Al Smith and the boys. Uh, I mean, it was, it was Drew Brees night anyway, but he looked, I, I said, I literally said last week, I was thinking about this the whole game. I said last week that the saints would win because they're a better team. But if the Redskins won the game, I wouldn't be surprised because Al Smith doesn't lose games, right? He's kind of a game manager, blah, blah, blah. He was terrible. Like, he, he, he straight up lost the game. Like, the Saints played very well. Breeze was on fire. The energy in the stadium was amazing. Like, Redskins didn't really have a chance. But Alex Smith did not play well, and it was very uncharacteristic for him last week. So, see if the Redskins can bounce back at home against kind of the, the – the hot Panthers here. Uh, Daniel, why don't you kick this one off too? What do you think uh, in this game? Yeah, uh, I, I definitely got to go with the Panthers. They're, they, I think, are a, a, a fairly hot team, probably a relatively confident team coming in uh, against a team that in the two games that they've lost have looked awful and unprepared and just and just not, you know, their offense just looks like it has no idea what to do with itself. Um, and a lot of that does fall on Alex Smith. Yet again, another example of a quarterback whiff for me. I think I picked him as a major sleeper at the beginning of the year. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, yes, you did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so he's going to have to be a lot more consistent this week if they want a chance. Um, and and uh, you know the, the the Panthers' defense, unfortunately, is a lot better than what they faced in New Orleans on Monday. So that's not going to be an easy task. They're um, also getting. Uh, they're also getting, really quick. They're also getting Thomas Davis back in the middle with Keekley. Which is just, I mean, he's a he's a animal, so that's not going to get any better. Be ugly. So yeah, so I definitely got to go with Carolina on this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's going to be hard for the Redskins to get over that loss, no matter how you know how much of a short term memory you have. That was a really ugly loss. Um, and I'm getting a little nervous about Alex Smith because you know I have Jordan Reed. Um, I didn't invest in any Jamison Crowder this year because I was a little nervous about him. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect with Alex Smith. So I think it's just a bad game. I'm sure he'll recover. He is a solid quarterback, but I'm starting to get a little nervous. Uh, We'll see. Um, Hopefully it's not the beginning of the end of Alex Smith. Um, Adrian Peterson dislocated shoulder. What's going on? He should be. I mean, he, he should play. First of all, he's, he's Adrian Peterson. I mean, he's, Played on torn ACLs. I'm not worried about a dislocated shoulder. Um, he said he should be fine. He actually came back into the game. Uh, he he also had a knee injury during that game, but I think he should be fine. AP dude, mm. AP is going to play until literally his body doesn't let him. 
So if, if he's able to go, right. he's going to go. I'm more concerned about Chris Thompson. Um, Chris Thompson yeah. had right. a hiccup as well. Uh, that offense just looks horrendous. The Saints defense isn't very good, but they looked really good the other night. Um, again, Al Smith, I'm definitely concerned. Uh, talk about, you know, another Gruden. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jay Gruden's on the hot seat for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Panthers as well. I think their defense is getting healthy. Uh, Greg Olson is potentially playing this weekend, um, which I, I'm going to save my comments for later on that. Um, not, not super, super stoked on it personally, but, uh, nonetheless, um, I just don't think that the Redskins can, can stop the offense. And I don't think the offense of the Redskins can get it moving against the Panthers. So even though the Panthers are on, uh, on the road, it's an East coast game. They don't have too far to go. So I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Carolina on the road. The other thing, just just really quickly about about Alex Smith and about you mentioned all the injuries, Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson. Those are on Alex Smith. I don't know if you saw those plays. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hospital balls. Like, I mean, they he, those passes were thrown in a way that that opened up both Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson to some nasty injuries. If they're if they both play this week, that'll be a miracle. Um, and Alex Smith should be thanking his lucky stars because he's going to get those guys killed. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Um, Rams at Broncos. Curly, what you got? Yeah, I think the Rams got a little bit of a wake-up call against the Seahawks. I think, uh, you know, they look super solid, and, and uh, yeah, they look like the Super Bowl favorite the first few weeks. And I don't know, maybe they just were looking past the Seahawks a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Happens. but uh, it, Yeah, it happens. It's football, right? So, anywho, I think they got a wake-up call. Um, and I think I think they're going to lay the smack down on the Broncos this mm-hmm. week. Um, and the Broncos are coming off of an em- embarrassing loss against the Jets. Um, so, so yeah, I think I think the Rams are going to are going to lay the smack down. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a blowout. I think the Broncos are repeating the, their exact pattern from last season. They had a kind of a hot start, quickly turning it around, um, holes springing up in their defense, and quarterback proving that expectations were too high and that's pretty much them exact both last year and this year um and yeah i think they got a lot of problems and the rams are just ridiculous if they can keep if they can continue to protect jared goff um they're they're gonna they're gonna have no chance of slowing down in my opinion yep and let's not forget that the uh, jets ran for 300 yards against the broncos todd Gurley might have 200 yards by halftime and not play um this could get ugly really quickly uh the only chance the Broncos have is if Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks sit because of their concussions. Um, as of now, they're 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 both on track to play, but again, concussions—you don't mess with concussions—and they might just take a week off just to just to be sure. For Brandon Cooks, I mentioned on the Tuesday podcast. For Brandon Cooks, it's actually a second concussion since the Super Bowl, and in real time, that's about eight months. But in gameplay, that's only six games. Um, so that is certainly concerning for Brendan Cooks. And, uh, you know, Cooper Cup actually was kind of a surprise. Nobody noticed that he got hurt or anything, and then it kind of came up mid-game. So um, if those guys sit out, uh, I just want everyone to be aware and be be ready to scoop up Josh Reynolds yeah. um, off the waivers if, if, uh, if, if one of those Rams guys are down. Uh, I know he's kind of a silly uh, pick, but for realsies, if those guys are both out, Josh Reynolds is certainly a deep sleeper at the wide receiver position for a, for a deep flex um, against a secondary that, that just isn't uh, what it used to be. So I think uh, Robert Woods will pull Chris Harris Jr. 
who is no joke, but he'll take care of him. And then that would leave uh, Josh Reynolds essentially open um, quite a bit. So he could be a deep, deep sleeper next week. So trifecta for the Rams. This next one, I'll go first. Jags on the road versus the Cowboys. Cowboys coming off of um, an upset, uh, disappointing loss on Sunday Night Football against Houston. And the Jaguars, um, yikes. The Jaguars had a bye last week, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll let, I'll let Daniel talk about Blake Bortles on his turn. But basically what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is I'm actually going to take the Cowboys here. Uh, which might be surprising, but Fournette's out. Um, I don't believe in Blake Bortles. I think the Cowboys are starting to turn the corner a little bit. I think their receivers are still not very sexy and not doing too much, but I think Dak is is getting a lot better here um, once everything runs out. I think Zeke can take it to that running um, that run defense of the Jags. I think that's the only way to attack them. I think this is going to be a close game, and at the end of the day, the Cowboys are at home. Uh, I think the uh, jumbotron is going to distract Blake Bortles to another two or three interceptions, and I'll take the uh, I'll take the Cowboys at home. Huh. It's not you know it's not terribly unreasonable. I, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jags because I still think that they should be the better team for sure. They have so many strengths. I mean, they really do have so many strengths. Their defense is still great. Um, if Bortles can just can just keep from going the full Bortles. Uh, just, a just, board, just a board, <laughs> just a board, just half mortals. Exactly. He just needs to, he just needs to go half mortals. Um, he should be able to take down the Cowboys, who still have no receivers. Um, no. And uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's definitely. I, I expect this to be a slugfest. Thank God, all I can say. I, I was all excited about Bortles as my streaming candidate this past week. Thank God for garbage time. That's all I got to say. Because somehow he managed to amass a decent number of fantasy points by throwing for 400 yards despite having like 800 interceptions. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I'll take the Jaguars because I still do think they have a, a number of strengths and I don't see that many strengths with the Cowboys, to be perfectly honest. So I just I think the Jaguars will outlast them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick I, this one is, this is a tough pick for me as well, uh, but I'm going to pick the Jags here, you know, and, and Bortles has a track record of doing this. He, he just, he throws five picks one week and then he throws a couple touchdowns, a, a few touchdowns the next week. Uh, he, he is bad though. I'm not saying he's bad <laughs> one week and then he's good the next week. I'm just saying he's bad. He's really bad one week and less bad, man. If you, any, if any of you listeners, if you guys are a little down in the dumps, if you're a little, you know, seasonal depression, or if you're just feeling sad, just just hop on Twitter and and watch some of those Blake Bortle <laughs> passes from last. Week. It is hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, he's like throwing footballs off of his own lineman's yeah, helmet. That's true. That was amazing. <laughs> that was spectacular, actually. Oh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the Jaguars do with uh, the Bortles situation. Um, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I can't see him finishing the season there. But anywho, back to this matchup. I think it's a tough matchup, and and like you guys mentioned, the Cowboys definitely have a shot um, if Dak shows up, and uh, you know if he can scramble and make some plays. Uh, it'll be hard for the Jags to you know to keep up with them. Um, and if Zeke, you know, if Zeke shows up too, Zeke has been kind of hit and miss this year, which is kind of strange, right? Um, so yeah, if Zeke and Dak can show up, I think the Cowboys can take this one easily, but, but my gut says the Jags. So I'm going to pick the Jags. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Well, we will see. I think this game is going to be close, and uh, it, it could come down to the wire there. Um, okay, so a couple games left here, three games left, and then we'll get into our fantasy teams. Uh, looks like we got about 20 minutes left in the podcast here, so we'll try to buzz through these here um, a little bit quicker. Ravens at Titans. Uh, Curly, you are the odd man out here. Uh, make a case for the Titans. All righty, let me pull up my notes here. I'm a little wrong order from you guys. All right, uh, so yeah, they, both of these teams are coming off ugly losses, right? Um, I'm going to pick the Titans at home on this one, though, just because the Titans, uh, you know, that defense is amazing when they play at home. Um, the Ravens have also looked like a really solid, complete team up until last not week. Not against the Browns, uh, baby. Not against the Browns. They couldn't even get a touchdown. And yeah, Flacco looked yeah, right when I give Flacco a compliment last week, he, <laughs> he, he turns – he flips it around on me. So. Goes full Flacco, bro. It happens. Uh, yeah, and, you know, Titans gave up a ton of turnovers last week. Um, again, they were on the road, so now they're back home. Uh, they play really well in that stadium, so I'm going to go with the Titans. All right, I'll, I'll counter that. I'm going Ravens. I think this game has a potential to be close, and I think this game also has a potential to be another uh, slugfest. But um, – yeah, I mean, both teams had kind of rough weeks last week. Uh, I think ultimately, I think the Ravens have the more balanced offense. I think for what I don't know what their deal was in the last game, but I think they abandoned the running game really, really quickly, yep. inexplicably. Um, and I, I think if they remember that they actually do have a relatively balanced attack and kind of a, a, a very well rounded offense, um, I think they should be able to sort of outlast and, and just put up enough to uh to best the 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 titans who i think you know mariota obviously is far better than he was last week but in general you you know you never you never know what sort of uh his situation is physically um the running game hasn't shown much of anything um so so yeah i'm I'm gonna go ahead and take the ravens fair enough i will take the ravens as well um i also pretty much agree with with daniel um i just think they're more well-rounded i don't think the ravens uh excuse me i don't think the titans running backs are going to be able to do anything against the Ravens. And uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Smith is coming back um, from uh, uh, from basically being out the first handful of weeks. And he is their star cornerback. I think he'll shut down Corey Davis. And again, we just saw it with the Bills. If Corey Davis is shut down, they don't have a running game against this defense. I don't think it's going to happen. And a couple deep chucks to John Brown could blow this game out early. I will take uh, the Ravens on the road two games left here uh daniel we'll let you go first with this one chiefs patriots this is uh this is a marquee matchup here early in the season and potentially we could be we could be seeing this game in uh in january as well um chiefs on the road in new england sunday night football you seem to the odd man out here what do you got yeah, I think we will see this game in January. I think this game might be the one that determines whether or not they're they're uh, going to Arrowhead or or uh, or going to New England. So um, this is going to be an interesting game in many respects. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. I'm going to stick with them. I think they're going to keep it rolling. Um, it's going to be a huge test for Mahomes. I think less from the Patriots' defense itself, but just I mean the Patriots are the Patriots. Their their whole atmosphere, the entire every you know everything that sort of all the, the success and, and, and everything that that team has had in that stadium over the last several years, I think is going to create a lot of sort of psychological pressure. Um, this will be an interesting test for a rookie quarterback, even as he has been tearing up the league. But I think he's going to pass. I think he's one of the most composed, um, you, know, uh, you know, impressive rookie quarterbacks that I can remember seeing in quite some time. 
Um, and I think he's going to, I think given how well he's handled um, some relatively difficult challenges thus far, for example, the Jaguars, um, I think he's going to go ahead and take this one too. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to have to go against you on this one, unfortunately, for Mahomes. But uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots on this one. And not to say – I'm not. I'm definitely not thinking that Mahomes is going to have a bad game. I, th- I think he's going to put up some good fantasy points. But, man, the Patriots, Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks perfect again. You know, just hike it and pass, hike it and pass, hike it and pass. And it's so hard to slow the Patriots down when Brady is clicking like that. He's got so many weapons back on offense. So I, I just think that that offense looks looks like they they look in the playoffs and in the Super Bowls. They look really good. Um, and I think Belichick is going to be able to put a, enough of a game plan together just to slow Mahomes enough. Like I said, I don't think Mahomes is going to have a bad game. I think he'll have three to five touchdowns for sure. It's going to be a bit of a shootout, right? Um, but I think Belichick will just be able to slow down Mahomes just enough and I don't, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be slowing down Brady anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. I'll take the Patriots as well. Uh, for me, it really just comes down to Tom Brady, uh, Sunday Night Football. I mean, in the American like spotlight, I, I just like he doesn't lose those games. Uh, and let's not forget the biggest thing for me here is straight up like revenge game, which I know is really overplayed in fantasy and all that bullshit. But I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the type of dudes to definitely remember that the Chiefs came in last year with Kareem Hunt, who nobody knew about, and whooped up on the Patriots last year. Thursday night football, first game of the season, Kareem Hunt comes out of nowhere, scored like four touchdowns. The Patriots were completely blindsided, backhanded, lost immediately, and – I just don't see that happening again here. I agree that I think they're going to take away uh, Tyreek Hill, however they have to do it. Tyreek Hill is not going to be an option in this game, in my opinion. They're generally pretty good against the run in general. Um, And, again, if Mahomes can't make those plays against a team that doesn't really make mental errors, then this game could get out of hand. And all the boys are back in town, uh, including Josh Gordon now there uh, with the Patriots. I just think there's too much firepower for the Patriots. But again, if the Chiefs win this game, man, I, you know, I'm already, I'm like 90%. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the Mahomes. He definitely impressed me last You're still week. still not? Well, well, you know. <laughs> What's taking so che- long, well, You know, check it out. I Come mean, on, Holmes. Here, here, here's the deal. My, my thing last week, and I knew you guys were going to bring this up, so I, I was semi-prepared. My thing last week is like Mahomes played really well, but he didn't throw a touchdown. He did throw two picks. If Blake Bortles wasn't Blake Bortles, the Chiefs probably lose that game. So I'm just throwing it out there that, like, he is awesome. He's the best rookie quarterback I've seen in a very long time um, as well. I Outside of, like, Deshaun last year um, and Dak his rookie year before, you know, Deshaun got hurt. But, like, we'll see, man. Beating the Patriots on the road on Sunday Night Football would be – monumental in my opinion um so i just i just don't think it's going to happen last game of the week uh packers 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 oh and for the listeners the packers are playing the 49ers on monday night football Maybe. right i will say the packers look kind of bad just for the record they look really kind of yeah they look like really bad incredibly bad in many ways but you know, uh, you know who looks you know who looks bad the niners 
Yeah, the Niners. <laughs> so, and Matt Breida looks like he might be out for a while. Yeah, Matt Breida's not looking good, man. That's a mid. That's a mid ankle sprain, which is not good at all. Alf Morris looks to be the guy, but I'm not sure he can handle 20, 25 carries um, until Le'Veon Bell ends up in uh, San Francisco. I just don't see the Niners getting off. Uh, C.J. Beathard um, played pretty well last week, but outside of George Kittle. And a couple plays from the receivers here and there. I just don't see it happening. And again, Rogers, Monday Night Football at home. You know, they had an embarrassing loss last week with Mason Crosby missing five kicks. Uh, they lost to a divisional rival. A- Aaron Rodgers is really good about keeping his cool and not blowing shit out of proportion on the media. But I promise you, as a leader of that franchise, behind closed doors, he is not happy. And they're going to come out. I wouldn't be surprised, dude, if, if Rodgers throws three to five you know, touchdowns in this game. And uh, I, I see the Packers really probably taking it to him here, unfortunately, for uh, for Niner fans. Really quick to wrap this up before we go to the fantasy side of things, um, the Saints and the Lions are on by, which is uh, only two teams on by, but those two teams have a ton of weapons. We're going to get to it in a second. I own a bunch of Saints. Daniel owns a bunch of Lions. Um, so be careful with all those Saints and Lions being out of the lineup. Each one of them has about four or five different options there. And really quick to recap where we stand as of now. Um, last week, uh, Daniel led the charge at 9-7. and seven. Curly was 8-8 eight and eight on his picks. And I was 7-9. and nine. And if I'm looking ahead, or looking back rather, on the season, um, the last two weeks, actually three weeks in a row, Daniel has had the best record. 10-6, um, 10-5, and 9-7. And Curly has been in the middle, nine and seven, nine and six, eight and eight. And I have uh, pulled up the rear, nine and seven, eight and seven, and uh, seven and nine. So right now, Daniel is leading Curly by a game, 46, 31 and two. Uh, Curly's in second, 45, or I'm sorry, 46, 31 and two. Curly's 45, 32 and two. And I am, uh, looks like three, four games back, um, 42, 35. And two. So that's why I made a couple uh, potentially silly calls, but we will see how they go. Last week, if you picked all home teams, you would have gone, um, I think it was uh, 12 and three or something. So maybe, huh. maybe I'll just start going with the home teams instead moving forward. All right, let's switch go. gears and get into our fantasy teams. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw in interceptions. Just, man, We just got our totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass this team is going to the playoffs playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game another game the bears are who we thought they were that's why we took the damn field now if you want to crown them then crown their but they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Okay, so for the fantasy teams, uh, let's start in the all-in league per usual. Um, I'll go first in this one. Uh, last week uh, was a squeaker uh, for me, actually. I ended up actually smashing, um, but uh, 
uh, but but realistically, in the morning games, uh, my opponent had Odell Beckham and uh, and A B and Golden Tate, and uh, the, my guys just weren't doing much. Rogers weren't doing much in the early part of the game, so I was projected to win by forty. I looked at the game, and then we were tied up for the first half of the afternoon. And I actually ended up running some errands and came back and looked, and, and my team started to pull away with some big performances. Um, so I got the W uh, against our good buddy Leland, and I am five and zero in the league. And uh, Curly looks like you had a tough one against Ulysses, and and he kind of came away. Breeze looks like he just crushed you at the end yesterday. Uh, what was it uh, Monday night? Yeah, yeah, two six <laughs> two sixteen to one sixty nine. And uh, yeah. Daniel looks like you got the W over Nate, uh, one fifty three to one twenty nine. So. Um, tale, I, the tale of, two, tale of two kickers that one it's very rare that I get to talk about kickers on a fantasy football podcast so it's fun. <laughs> I had Harrison Butker who gave me 16 points he had Mason Crosby who got negative five the game would have been, the would have been much closer if that had evened out a little bit yeah man they actually gave they actually gave Mason Crosby a confident boosting kick at the very end of the game I watched the the game was out of reach the Packers basically just kicked a field goal with like a minute or two left I think just to like get him one so he didn't have to end on like six misses, five misses rather. <laughs> so they gave him a field goal and he made it. But I was actually yeah. watching uh, Nate score during that time. It was negative eight at one point, which he could have <laughs> he could have ended at. So if he missed that kick, it would have been negative double digits, which definitely could have been a record there. So anyway, moving on. Um, I'm five and zero in the league. It looks like Daniel is three and two, and Curly is two and three. Let's look ahead to this week um, very quickly. And I'll go first in this one, and then I'll go last in the listener league. Uh, I'm up against Ulysses this week, who had a big win against uh, Curly last week. Um, Ulysses always has had my number for years, dude. Like, I, I don't know what it is, man. We play poker every once in a while, too, and it's always him. Him and I heads up, and he beats me most of the time. Play him in sure. fantasy football, and no matter what our rosters are, he gets the W. Hopefully not yet, so he, he doesn't uh, break up the, the undefeated streak, but you never know with, with Ulysses. So my team I'm rolling out this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Antonio Brown, Geronimo Allison. So I'm going heavy on those Packers against the Niners. Sorry, guys. Eric Ebron, I'm going to stay in the flames with the uh, number one tight end for fantasy points scored. That's right, folks. Check your scoreboard at home. Sterling Shepard, Chris Godwin. Uh, I think I'm going to – oh, man. I'm thinking about staying with the Bengals. Uh, I could pick somebody else up uh, late on waivers. I'm just going to kind of wait. But um, the Bengals actually are playing very well, and uh, we'll see what the Pittsburgh Steelers can do at the ho- at home so or on the road. Excuse me. Stephen Goskowski is my kicker. Um, I have Golden Tate, Carrion Johnson, and Alvin Kamara on bye, so I will obviously not be playing any of them. And I might go Trey Burton over Eric Ebron facing the Dolphins, but I think I like – Ebron much better, especially if uh, those weapons are still out for the Colts. And Ulysses will be trotting out Derek Carr in place of Drew Brees, who's on a bye. Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, Chris Carson, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, Demarius Thomas, Tyler Lockett, Vikings, and Matt Bryant. So we'll see. We'll see how that game goes. I think it'll be uh, it'll be close, but I'm hoping to hoping to get the W. Curly, how are you doing on this week? Uh, well, my team is really good, but they're two and three, so that's a little frustrating. But, but you know, I've, I've got uh, – it's definitely looking up. I, every team I just play, they just blow up on me, and uh, it's, it's kind of annoying because there's, there's only so much that I can do there. 
Um, but I've got, a t- you know, I've got a really deep roster. I've got a ton of talent on my team. Um, so I'm definitely uh, uh, hoping it turns around soon. Um, so, yeah, I have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, hopefully he puts up a huge game this week coming off of, you know, those two tough weeks. Uh, Mahomes at quarterback, Todd Gurley, James Conner, Devontae Adams, and Sammy Watkins. Uh, uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, hopefully Alex Smith like starts to find him. Holy cow. Uh, Marshawn Lynch and John Brown in the flex for now. Um, I have Broncos defense in there, but they're playing the Rams, so I'm going to definitely swap them out, uh, pick somebody up off waivers, and Jake Elliott in at kicker. Um, so, yeah, I've got Marshawn Lynch and John Brown in at flex. I'm pretty solid there. Uh, my only other options would be Kenyon Drake, who I'm definitely not no. going to slip in there just yet. Marvin Jones is on a bye. Matt Breida is hurt. Uh, and KK Kuti. Kiki Kuti is actually looking really good. Dude, he's so sick. I, I might, yeah, he's legit, right? So I might have to slip Kiki Kuti in there either for Lynch or for John Brown. Um, but uh, so yeah, I'll have to do some research. And if you guys have an opinion there, uh, let me know. I would, I would stay as is personally. I think you're, I think you're good to, uh, Good to roll. Um, and if Daniel doesn't have any comments, we can move on to your your opponent. Yeah, no, I, I think I think Curly's team is solid. I, two and three is is bad luck. I think he, you know, he's. I would expect more for uh, the rest of the way. My team on the other, I'm inexplicably three and two, but I'm not entirely clear how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got some issues. Um, so let's go over my starting lineup. So rolling with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I could Bortles it up, but you know, I also couldn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, is, nope. is your glass is your glass half or full Bortles? That's what you need to know. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> at this point, um, he's fair. We'll see. I may not even keep him on my roster, but not a whole lot else out there on the waiver, waiver wire right now. So, um, all right, Russell Wilson, starting quarterback, uh, two running backs, Melvin Gordon and James White, aka the eighth leading running back in our league currently. Bro, James. he's your he's your he's your team MVP. It's the reason why I'm three and two, quite frankly. Um, let's see, rolling right now with T.Y. Hilton and Larry Fitzgerald. Still rolling with Larry Fitzgerald um, <laughs> at wide receiver, and we'll see about T.Y. Hilton. Uh, it sounds like he's good. that might come down to the wire in terms of whether or not he plays. But for now, he's in my lineup. Uh, Gronk at tight end, uh, and right now my two flex plays are Chris Thompson and Tariq Cohen. Hoping Tariq Cohen builds on some of the momentum that he had uh, coming out coming off of uh, week four. Um, Right now, I have Panthers D looking to potentially make a change there, but we'll see Ed Harrison Butker at kicker. Fair enough. And very quickly, let me just uh, – why don't you guys pull up the listener league really quick, and I will uh, roll through your opponent. Um, Rob is 1-3-1. and one. Uh, Cam Newton, Isaiah Crowell coming off a huge game. TJ Yeldon filling in for uh, Fournette, of course. Uh, Julio Jones, who, if my projection is correct, uh, Daniel, you're going to be hurting. Um <laughs> <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, he's got Greg Olson in there, so we'll see what happens. Julian Edelman, Austin Hooper, the Jags, D, and Justin Tucker. So let's uh, move on to the listener league here, and we'll buzz through this, and then we'll get into our uh, week week six ball games. Um, Daniel, why don't you go first on this one? Sure. Uh, so let's see where I'm at here. Right now I'm rolling uh, Andy Dalton at quarterback, uh, still deciding between he, him and Russell Wilson. Uh, Joe Mixon and Chris Thompson at running back. Uh, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, receiver. Uh, roll probably. I think I might roll with George Kittle this week at tight end, kind of platooning him and Jimmy Graham. 
Uh, we'll see. I'm not decided, I'm decided on which one I'm going to go with. Uh, right now, Doug Baldwin and John Brown are my two flexes. Um, I got Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay on by, so I'm looking for some in-house replacement efforts from uh, Baldwin and John Brown. Um, and then my defense and kicker, I'm still going to make a move on. So my defense as it stands is the Patriots, but I will not deploy them against the Chiefs. Um, and my kicker right now, the only one on my roster is Matt Prater, who's on a bye, so I'm going to make a move there as well. So still some, some pieces missing, but uh, you get the gist of it. Fair enough. And can you roll off Keith's team? Yep. So Keith is rolling with Cam Newton at quarterback, uh, Delvin Cook and James Conner at running back, uh, Jarvis Landry and Sterling Shepard uh, at uh, receiver, um, Austin Hooper at tight end, Philip Lindsay and uh, Diddy Westbrook at uh, as his flexes, and Eagles D and Matt Bryant at kicker. Yes, and uh, he is also the Le'Veon Bell owner in the league. So, um, depending on how that goes, he uh, he might get a lot better here in a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. Uh, Curly, how are you looking? Looking good. This team, I'm in. I'm tied for first place. I'm actually in second, but I'm tied for first. I just have a little um, less points scored than uh, the guy that's a little bit ahead of me. Yeah. But yeah. This team. This team is definitely not as talented as my other league of record team, but they have a four and one record. Getting so the W's. Getting those W's. It's just all about those matchups. Um, so yeah, in quarterback, I'm going with Jameis Winston most likely this week. He's got a way better matchup than Andrew Luck at the Jets. Um, so I swapped in uh, Winston for luck. Uh, I've got David Johnson and Sony Michelle at running back. Uh, I got Stefan Diggs and Demarius Thomas at wide receiver. Oh, I have to put Trey Burton back in there at tight end because, um, well, I don't want to go with Antonio Gates again. <laughs> um, and I don't really, uh, I, I don't really have any other options right now. So I, I'm going to have to look at the waivers and maybe, maybe pick up a tight end because, Trey Burton is a little risky going forward, but we'll see. Uh, and right now I have Jordan Howard and Sammy Watkins in at my flex spot. Uh, the Bears defense, the number one ranked defense going up against the number 31 ranked Miami Yikes. Dolphins. So that's looking good for me there. And then I got Jake Elliott at a kicker. Um, so, yeah, for the flex spot, like I said, I have Jordan Howard and Sammy Watkins. Um uh, Josh Gordon, Bailil Powell, Geronimo Allison, Kiki Kuti. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might slip in like Geronimo Allison for Jordan Howard. Um, I'll probably leave Josh Gordon and Kiki Kuti on the bench. But if Jordan, if, if Geronimo Allison is a go, I think he might be a bit of a better play than Jordan Howard. Yeah, I mean he's he's the number two receiver for Aaron Rodgers, which is always good. Uh, I like I just mentioned in the in our league of record, I am I am starting him. So uh, right. I could I could definitely see you see you doing that there. Um, and uh, yeah. why don't you go over uh, go over Gray's team really quick? I know that um, he he he's kind of the injury bug team this year. Unfortunately for him, he's got Jay Ajayi, who's now on the IR. Um, he's also got uh, Brandon Cooks, who who's uh, kind of a game time decision. So he's got some holes here, unfortunately. So his lineup isn't exactly up to snuff um, yet, but why don't you roll through what he does have out there? Yeah, he has Matt Ryan. Uh, Jay Ajayi is still in there, so I'm sure he's got to swap him out. Uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, Julio Jones, Brandon Cooks, Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Uh, in the flex, he's got LaShawn McCoy and Isaiah Crowell. Uh, hopefully Crowell doesn't put up another one of those games. Um, holy cow. 
Uh, he's going with the Dolphins defense and Mason Crosby. Right on, Mason Crosby. <laughs> <I care. laughs> now Mason, he'll Crosby's be fine, solid. dude. I bet you fine. he has four field goals against the Niners this week. He'll be fine. Uh, but then he's got Randall Cobb on the bench, Danny Amendola, uh, Alex Smith, Cole Beasley, Deshaun Jackson, Paul Richardson, and Chase Edmonds. So he's got a couple of guys that he can probably swap in there. But I think he's going to have to pick up some guys off the waiver. As yeah, well. he just he's just been kind of beat up all season. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, just you know, sometimes it happens, man. It's been your teams over the couple of, over the last couple of years. So luckily, yeah. uh, luckily, you know, so far so good. Well, both of you guys are playing Julio Jones in these respective leagues. So I, I didn't notice that before I made my prediction. So I'm hoping I don't go too far against you guys, but if I'm right, uh, yikes, <laughs> we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, cool. He's going to, he's going to catch like 150 yards and his touchdowns will get uh, vultured by Calvin Ridley. Nah, hopefully. No, nope. hopefully eight, eight catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Put it down. All right. Uh, I will wrap it up here on this Friday edition. Uh, we are going – let's see. I'm going to go with uh, the red-hot Mitch Trubisky as my my waiver scoop this week. Uh, I got Drew Brees, um, the legendary Drew Brees on the bench uh, for the bye. I'm going to go with Al Morris uh, filling in, looking to get about 32 touches over 200 <laughs> yards and a couple <laughs> touchdowns for the Niners this week, so that'll be nice. Adrian Peterson um, – He's played on basically three quarters of a knee for the last five years. So having just one arm, he should be fine. Not worried about that. Odell Beckham is the best quarterback on the Giants. So I'm stoked to have him in there as well. And we've got Keelan Cole, uh, who's kind of a shot in the dark, but he's he's uh, in there for Michael Thomas and Zach Ertz, uh, who's just an automatic beast. Uh, Mike Williams, who I'm actually starting to cool off on a little bit and getting a little bit nervous um, but, uh, but you know, you know, with, with buys and everything, I'm pretty forced to put him in there and I think I'm going to ride the wave. Uh, but uh, a couple more weeks, we'll see what happens with Mike Williams. Also, uh, I do have Calvin Ridley as well. So even if Julio's touchdowns don't go to Julio, they'll go to Calvin and I'll be super happy that. So either way I win there and, um, Broncos against the Rams, uh, again, I'll probably swap them out. Um, generally just a strategy that I use is I kind of swap out. If I need to swap out a defense, I'll do it basically like Saturday afternoon, um, just to see all the other players that come and go off the waiver wire to see if I need to make a different move there. So a lot of times the defense, I don't make that defensive switch until the last minute anyway. So I have the Broncos definitely not playing them against the Rams. I'll do that later on. And Dan Bailey, I have Michael Thomas and carry on Johnson of, of note on the, uh, on way uh, by, excuse me, on my bench. And I also have Ronald Jones, who I'm not going to play this week, but uh, I'm just kind of waiting for him to get fired up as well. Going against, yeah, going against uh, Tom Brady. Um, and looks like uh, Tom Brady, a quarterback, Chris Carson, uh, filling in for Mark Ingram, James White, uh, Keenan uh, Allen, Michael Crabtree, Eric Ebron. And he's got a couple different options here at the flex. He'll probably go with, uh, let's see, Kelvin Benjamin, which I hope he does. That would be ideal. Um, and then maybe uh, Josh Dogson or uh, Ted Ginn. Look, or Ted Ginn's on a bye, so maybe Greg Olson coming back here. Uh, he's got the Jags D and Harrison Butker. How are you guys doing? Let me check the standings really quick in this league before we get out of here. Looks like uh, our boy Drew Missick still holding up at the top. He's 4-1, and one, but Curly. Uh, with the para prickly pears, uh, also tied. What's your uh, what's that tie then? Oh, it's just points four, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, we're tied for first place, but they put him. Oh, if, you're 18 it, points it, behind him, bro. Right. <laughs> if it were a tiebreaker, then he would get first place, I guess. Uh, you want to? So here's here's something frustrating. Okay, so in this league, really quick, Drew Missick, um, shout out to Drew, uh, four and one, first place in the league. Uh, Curly is f- tied in first place, but technically second in the standings. And then Daniel and I are tied in second place at three and two, but he's ahead of me um, with some points. And actually, I'm looking right now. Daniel and I are tops in the league. Um, Daniel leads the league in points. Yeah, 742. I have 724. Um, the prickly pairs all the way down at 10, <laughs> 640. <laughs> so looks like uh, hasn't you know Curly's defense has been Curly's well, Daniel, been playing defense here. So well, Daniel has uh, the most points allowed, and I have the least points allowed. Daniel's allowed seven hundred and fifty three points. I've, I have the third most. I've allowed five hundred and sixty eight points. So you so just haven't had any two. points in your games, bro. Jesus, I know. I got it. It's all about de- you know defense wins championships. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Daniel and I have had slugfest. Jesus, uh, we've been having shootouts. of Curly's over here in pitching duels. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I appreciate you guys jumping on again. Thank you very much. It's actually uh, it's a it's a beautiful weekend, man. Week six this is when we start to see uh, these things start to come to fruition. Some big games on the slate. Really looking forward to Sunday night football with the Chiefs and the and the uh, Patriots. And then, of course, Monday night as well with uh, the Packers getting a getting a bye against the Niners. So I hope they're just kind of nice because I want to see the Niners play the rest of the week. But we shall see what happens. That'll do it for the week. Remember to email us your start sit, keep trade cut questions at tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on the Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow us on the IG stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. I do that Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday as well. So you keep track of uh, just quick updates there. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week six for Daniel Sancato. And Ryan Curly Para. I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.